0: Just a question in order to connect to what you said before. I mean, when you talk about economical ethnographical Palestinian camps, you talk about ethnographic, economic impact of Palestinian camps or Palestinian community living inside the camps. Otherwise, talking about economics inside the camps, we should also deal with uh, so many communities living inside the camps that are non Palestinians and they are contributing to somehow the economy of the Palestinian camps, especially after uh, 2011, I mean, uh, I guess that we risk to some somehow to, to avoid a, a great part of newcomers inside the camps, and so before we were talking about migration, that is something like under-researched uh, mm. issue, but it's totally true, and it's not just a matter of migration out of the camps, but even migration from other places into the camps happening nowadays after 2011. And concerning really uh, economic uh, business plan, if you can say, and now I guess that I listened before that there are some people from the Dawi camp. Uh, I guess that for sure they know better than me, But they've done the research just for one year. My right, plenty of economical activity is now going on by Syrian or by Palestinians coming from Syria, but till uh, 2011 when were asked that vote. How somehow we can include, if we, if we want to include, uh, this issue is that,
1: uh, the impact of the yes. well one of the paragraphs that I missed I skipped was about uh, the, um, the fact that that uh, camps are demographically very mixed now yeah and uh, in what ways does this um, affect my uh, argument I think that in spite of the mixture um the kind of political representativeness of the camps remains. The fact that even though they're de- demographically very mixed, they include now you know, refugees from Syria and, uh, and Lebanese and, and, and so on, and have been for a, quite a long time. In fact, quite a long time ago, there was a paper on Shatila asking if it's still a Palestinian camp. And yet it still is. I mean, people still visit it as a Palestinian camp. And... Uh, so there's a sort of slippage here between uh, the demographic reality and the kind of political symbolic uh, representativeness. And I don't know where that will lead to. I mean, Durai the... Uh, the urbanist who did studies of integration between urban camps and the Lebanese population around, suggests that these camps have, have for a long time actually been low rent areas for migrants from other areas, workers from Africa for instance but in a way this hasn't, this hasn't sort of affected perceptions of them much up to now I don't think and for what I know which is not really very much about Palestinians who move out and Lebanese who move in—they are integrated to a large extent, you know, by neighbourliness. This neighbourliness that I mentioned but didn't elaborate, which means that very quickly, there's a actually I'm always doing this, an MA study by an AUB student about a, 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 a refugee family from Syria in Shatila camp. And what's very interesting is how quickly relationships build up between the Syria, although you hear stories of how refugees from Syria are actually resented you know, talk about this um, by, by local Palestinians yet this, this research thesis shows that very very quickly relations were built up friendships between the daughters one of the daughters from Syria starts working in a Lebanese NGO makes friends, brings friends home how um, a suitor from a, a local suitor come, turns up how the mother works uh, for, uh, works, the Hines works. I mean, all types of integration seem to uh, happen very, very fast. So I'm not sure that this demographic change that you, you know, you're, you're right about is making you know that much difference to practices uh, in France. In, in, in I mean, actually, you could direct the. the <laughs> a question to my friend Falun who I rely on a lot for what, I'm, what little I know <laughs> uh, about, about this because uh, she lives in Buriparajni and uh, knows on an everyday level uh, how people connect or, or don't connect Sorry. I
0: don't know, Stop, have uh, one last question um, at such bleak and desperate moment how do you think research and advocacy? Should be focused and utilized for the benefit of the Palestinian communities in Lebanon. And what is the necessity now to be focused on? Since our our workshop is about research, what kind of research do you think should be is needed at the moment in the camps?
1: Well, uh, I mean, I think I suggested what they could do. I think research on women's economic agency is what I'm mainly focusing here. Like, how does it get blocked? I, you know, potentially it's, I, I assume it's there uh, and how it's actually carried out in what many different forms but what's interesting I think is something that's um, implied in your question is how is this information used and disseminated and, and why it hasn't been more I mean I think that uh, things that the Palestinian uh, the studies the Institute the Palestinian Studies have published Have not really made as much impact as they could on the rest of the world because of the way books are distributed or not distributed. Um, For instance, Nafiz Nazal's study, which was carried out in the early 1970s about why people from the Galilee area had left Palestine, uh, which I think was published in 1978
0: and 1969.
1: It was done in the early 1970s, Mahmoud, I think, and published in, I think, late 1970. See, I mean, that book, if it had been published by the Syracuse University Press, let's say, or the Columbia University Press, might have had a real impact on Western scholarship and knowledge. But because it was published by the Institute of Palestine Studies in Beirut that nobody had ever heard of, you know, it didn't get around the world and didn't make much impact, I think but hopefully that's, that's changing Did, is that what you were saying? Yeah,
0: yeah, I just want to say last thing uh, do you think it's too controversial to start a research on the resistance and as, as a way back for Palestinian resistance and the revolution is that too controversial now? is that a, such a taboo?
1: no, so it's absolutely the right time I think.
0: <coughs> no one seems to be talking about resistance as a main aspect of the Palestinian uh, Diaspora, because the, of the US put diaspora started in existence?
1: Well, the um, Oral History Archives Programme, AUB, that um, Hannah that Sliman yes. and Kaukab and are talking about tomorrow, uh, is part of a revival, I think, of interest. I mean, of course, those oral histories do contain uh, stories of, of, of resistance in the PLO period. And, and I think I mean I, I think that there is a, a renewal of the, perhaps the right amount of time has passed since the 60s, 70s, 60s and 70s for renewal because these things do very much go in cycles you know you have the death of a the topic then you, you know, have the renaissance of the topic I have a feeling that it's not very substantiated that time of the resistance movement is coming back and there will be more research and memories of it but you know that's just a subjective view
0: Allah is Mamun with us, so we'll come
1: back. Any more questions, comments? Well, thank you, Rosemary. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see
0: you tomorrow at 9.